the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Rachel Gilbert. Hi, and welcome to the London Free Press Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. Voter apathy in municipal elections is unfortunately alive and well since voter turnout has been historically low. But it's not just the voters. It seems political apathy overall may have taken over as there are fewer candidates running in the October 24th municipal election. So much so that declarations have already been made for the sole candidates running in almost three dozen of Ontario's more than 400 municipalities. So today we're talking with London Free Press reporter Calvi Leon about this trend and what this means for local governments. Hi, Calvi. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I know you've been uh, reporting on this kind of province wide, but let's start with the trend locally. How many ridings in, in London and then maybe in the region as well, if you can expand on that, have just one person running for a position? For sure. So really it's looking in smaller communities within the region. So actually outside the city um, and looking at some of the figures across of seven different counties, uh, there are 21 candidates who are running unopposed for the top jobs. Uh, so that means heads of council, so Reeve or a mayor. Uh, and that is really looking at Huron, Middlesex, Elgin, Oxford, Perth, and Lambton. So, I mean, 21 candidates is uh, quite a quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot running unopposed. And what about province wide? What's the trend that you're seeing there? So as you mentioned, it's it's uh, pretty substantial in terms of overall acclamations. I mean, there are uh, one third really of of Ontario municipalities won't actually residents in one third of Ontario municipalities actually won't have to vote for their heads of council. Uh, and so again, that's just looking at mayor or reeve. Um, and so I do have a couple of interesting figures that kind of put things into perspective. So, yeah. you know, there are overall fewer candidates um, and there's more positions being acclaimed. So they are they are linked there. Um, but it is important to not think that this is happening again in smaller rural communities, not larger cities. Um, and so this year there was 548 council positions were acclaimed, uh, including 139 mayors or Reeves. And that's compared to the last election in 2018. And so the total acclamations are up 15% from, from that last election. And then the acclamations for mayors and Reeves is up 16%. Sure. So it does happen. I mean, this is not an uncommon thing. There's just more, uh, more acclamations, I guess, this year because there are fewer people running. And you, you're not finding this in major centers. It's mostly in rural areas. Exactly. I believe, at least for the heads of council, uh, it was happening in areas where there was 10,000 people or less. So it's, okay. it's definitely in, in smaller regions. Is there a reason for the increase right now? Is it uh, maybe pandemic related? What What do you think that is? Is it just because in rural areas, obviously, there are fewer people? It's everything you just said and more. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know, speaking to some observers and political scientists, there are myriad reasons why we're seeing this trend, this increasing trend of acclamations and less participation really amongst candidates. Um, so one of them is, is the pandemic. They've cited the pandemic being a reason and just that the role itself, especially as the head of councils become more complex. There's a lot more responsibility. Uh, there's more time and commitment that has to go into it than ever before. You know, I spoke to 
um, the current mayor of Stratford. He's the five time the five term mayor there and he's not seeking reelection, but he was speaking a lot about how the role has changed over the years and you know he was saying even just a work week nowadays is 25 to 30 hours, whereas in the 90s, it was like 10 hours a week. Mm-hmm. So people are not as motivated and encouraged to be in these positions, especially because, it, well, there are many, like I mentioned, the many reasons, but especially because there are, is that responsibility. And on top of that, the environment that we're in, in terms of like the political environment, is, is a lot more fraught and, and a lot more polarizing. And, you know, again, observers have cited this as one of the reasons as well and saying, People, politicians, especially as we've seen through the pandemic, are facing a lot more backlash from the public, online especially. And that, I think, is important to know that that is especially affecting women candidate or women candidates and women politicians and mm. politicians who are more diverse, right? So that's just one of the, the other factors that is also contributing. Um, yeah, so it is a bit of a range. Um, mm. But I did want to mention as well that speaking to some people and speaking to even candidates uh, or incumbents who are going to be uh, back at the at the top of the um, at the top job this I guess coming into the fall now right. they're going to be um, acclaimed some of them have actually said and again important to keep in mind that this is in smaller townships and communities but some of them have said you know sometimes it's the case where where residents are actually satisfied with their councils and in how their mayor Reeve is doing and, and overall how things are going in the municipality. And so sometimes it is the case where, um, where that's the reason why we're seeing that many people jumping in to participate or many more other people, many of challengers going in to battle the incumbent um, because largely people are, are satisfied. So it really, I think uh, is situational and depends on where we're looking at. Yeah. And you, you mentioned, I just want to go back to that. It's a lot more work right now and you're, you're getting a lot of backlash as a, as a politician, no matter what level of government you're at. Um, and, and the compensation hasn't increased at all really either. Right. And so, and we know as, as reporters, cause we've, we've covered this before, anytime any council wants to increase their own pay, there's a lot of backlash to that. Of course, voters are like, well, I don't, I don't want to pay for that. Right. But is it, is there a validity to that now? Like, should more councils be looking at increasing their pay? Has any, anyone um, mentioned that to you in your reporting? Um, I think uh, going back to um, the mayor of Stratford, who was really um, kind of sending that message home, he was saying, you know, perhaps it's, it's uh, a question of we should, we should relook, we should uh, I think reevaluate and, and think right. maybe we should be raising the pay. And I think it's a very valid and important question to ask. I, I don't, uh, necessarily have a specific opinion on it, but I think that it's something that we should we should be looking at, and that mm-hmm. um, just overall, especially given the climate uh, right now and in the past couple of years. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, has the pandemic influenced this at all? You did touch on that a little bit. There's a there's a lot more polarizing now, and certainly a lot of that happened during the pandemic. Can you expand on that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think. Again, it kind of ties into the the other factors that I've mentioned when it comes to like we just talked about backlash mm-hmm. and whatnot. But yeah, I think that people are also kind of looking inwards and thinking, how do I want to use my time? And you know, as we've seen with many politicians, they come to the point where they've they've served for X amount of years, and then they say, you know what, I think I'm I'm ready to spend that time elsewhere, whether it's with family or other um, responsibilities or obligations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the pandemic has also made people really reevaluate on top of. Uh, the challenges that it has posed and therefore the more responsibility that comes with the role, right? There's a lot to Absolutely. juggle. I mean, there's uh, 
again, it ties back to that, to the role being, I think, having, carrying a lot more weight and, and having a lot more responsibility. Right. It's just not worth it anymore for some people, for some candidates or for some uh, people who've held those positions, they're leaving. Um, so how does it work if you are in a riding where there's only one candidate? How does that work? Do you even vote? Does that candidate campaign? Do you hear from them at all? Uh, what What do you do if you're a voter? Yeah. So, I mean, really, uh, there is no need to technically vote because they are going to be acclaimed. But I think when it comes down to the candidates, there are candidates, the candidates that are acclaimed will still decide to go. Uh, I think it depends on what they want to do, but I think some will will still choose to speak to residents and, and go campaign, you know, even though they're technically going to be uh, their mayor or Reeve. But um, I was speaking to uh, the the mayor of Zora Township uh, a couple of weeks ago for a story reporting on this topic and you know he was saying uh, he was saying just that he said he was surprised to learn you know it was a bit of a strange feeling and he was surprised to see that on the day of the deadline to register for office that no one else was going against him but he still said you know despite having all these things prepared and and you know having this idea in your head about the campaign and, and going door knocking he's still going to go and do those things because he thinks it's important to have those conversations and so right. i think that was an interesting piece to hear because i think uh you know in many ways you, you gain a lot from having conversations with with residents and going door to door and just learning about what their concerns are and whatnot and so i think we'll still see some of that um but i think in other cases who knows, right? Perhaps people won't even be going and doing that because they don't need to. And one thing I did want to say is there, there, a lot of these people are incumbents, so they will be returning. Um, but a lot of, uh, there's a couple or a handful of them, they're actually new. So they've sat on council before, but never as the head of council. And mm -hmm. so these are people who are coming into this role for the first time and not even having, having to go and knock on a door if they don't want to. So I think that's, that's something interesting to note. I thought that was, uh, it was just, it's different, right? It's yeah, it's different. And I know, you know, voter apathy is so um, especially municipal elections, as we mentioned, it's it's so prevalent. But, you know, then when you when you mention something like that, it's as if we're not even holding these elected officials accountable anymore. Right. Which is kind of sad. Um, so let's talk about maybe some of the good things that are happening because there are more women running uh, overall, like across Ontario in municipal elections this year. And and so speak about that. And then are there also maybe more diverse folks running as well? Yes, I'm just going to pull out. The, there we go. OK, so yep. um, I just just looking at the woman specifically, I think it is important to note that because yeah. um, even the so the Association of Municipalities of Ontario, they're the organization uh, that represents nearly all of Ontario's 444 municipalities. Um, and they're the ones that released the figures and the analysis uh, overall looking at acclamations and candidates in this election and previous elections. And so one of the things that they also stressed as well is that, you know, despite candidates being uh, participation in people getting involved, you know, declining, there is, we are seeing at least this year, an increase in the number of women candidates. And so uh, the number, so, so the number of overall candidates is down 5% from 20, mm -hmm. um, but then there are nearly 2000 uh, women running for council. So that's 31% of candidates compared to wow. uh, 1800 in the last election. Um, so amazing. it is up there. It's not like a crazy, crazy jump, but um, it is some, a trend that I think that I know the, the group, the organization AMO has talked about, um, you know, continuing to uh, I think they're trying to work on advancing that as well as right. they said, promoting diverse candidates. 
Yeah, I was going to say, has there been a lot of encouragement to get get women and, and more diverse candidates in, which I guess has worked? For sure. I think, um, yeah, there's no like there's we don't really have a great look in terms of, um, you know, how many people who how many diverse candidates are are um, getting involved. But okay. I think that's something that people are, are pushing a lot more um, than in the past. You know, I've seen even just reporting throughout the provincial election, people are a lot, there's a lot of campaigns on a lot of politicians individually and with groups who are pushing for that type of thing. I think that's uh, really important. And I'm sure we will see a lot more of that moving forward. Yeah, I think you're right. And certainly in, in London, even over the last four years, we've heard a lot um, from sitting councillors who have said, we need more diversity on this council. I will step down to, and a few of them have stepped stepped down or not chosen to not run again uh, to make room for those candidates, which is amazing to have um, more diverse voices come to the table. Absolutely. Let's just uh, maybe talk about the future a little bit and what, um, you know, fewer candidates running, more acclamations. Uh, what does this mean for the future of local politics, maybe local government and, and elections? It's a great question. And it ties back to, you know, what does this say? What does this mean? But what does this say about the health of civic government and civic yeah. politics? And, yeah. um, you know, it's a question that I think, uh, I think that warrants a lot of different answers, but um, speaking to observers and, and whatnot, you know, they, they say it's it's definitely not great for, some of them have said it's definitely not uh, a positive thing for democracy. And it does um, make you question, you know, what does this mean moving forward? And that's a question I can't answer right now because we'll have to see. However, I think that it's bringing this conversation to the forefront. And I think that a lot more people are going to be having these conversations moving forward, especially having these numbers and being able to see that trend. What does this mean and how can we address it? And so um, I think it's about, it's about, you know, creating those spaces and conversations to get people involved and to say, you know, why are we seeing this and what is needed in order to change it? Yeah. And are there organizations working on maybe campaigns to get more people involved or just even not not necessarily to get more candidates, but people involved behind the scenes just to get them more active and, and supporters of of local government in general? Uh, AMO is one of them that you mentioned. Are there other agencies or, or AMO? Do they have uh, plans in place to address this kind of thing? Do you know? Yeah, speaking um, to one of the representatives uh, a couple of weeks back, you know, they said I think they're they're kind of in the works of creating more resources as well, um, and I believe that they have done campaigns and will continue to put those out. Um, and I know that we're seeing that again on every level, so civic, uh, provincial, federal. Um, I can't think of any specifically happening currently, but I know that um, there, like I said, there's been a long conversation about uh, increasing that moving forward. So I think sure. we'll have to see, and um, I'm sure, I'm sure we will see a lot of that. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely follow your reporting. Thank you so much, Calvi, and we'll definitely uh, follow your stories and all of the other stories about the municipal election on LFPress.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.